Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I, today, am talking about my goal of listening more and talking less, slash working on being an active listener and just maybe defining things, what they mean to me, how much emphasis I put on the words I say, how I say them, kind of just all around being more mindful about the words that come out of my mouth. My dad actually mentioned this as a goal of his in the beginning of the year. We were talking about like new year, whatever, whatever. Well, I was home from break and yeah, it kind of like prompted this and I've been working on it a lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm sure he's going to be very happy when he listens to this because I don't know. I feel like this will this will be a good podcast for him to listen to. Maybe like, I don't know. My dad is a very busy man. He's always doing a lot of things. And I feel like this will give him a good break and it will, it will make his heart happy because I'm following in his footsteps. Before I get into this though, I want to talk about how I literally mastermind. I don't know. Well, I first want to kind of talk about my past few days and how I got to this podcast. But to like begin telling, I'm going to tell you guys about like leading up to this weekend because I'm very proud of myself with the masterminding that I did and how much thought I put into like literally every single day this week so I could be ready for the weekend and spring break and all that. So I'm going to start with yesterday. I like put the pieces together because I knew that my friends are coming in around like six o'clock tomorrow and I'm like, bitch, I work till 630 like and I don't want to like show up late like. I hate being late. If you know me, that's just really hate being late. And I also don't want to work till 6.30 the Friday before spring break. So yesterday, I got hella shit done. Like when I tell you, I got a lot done. I did math, theology, basically anything. Oh, and Arabic. Anything I needed to get out of the way was out of the way yesterday. And today, All I saved for myself was just practicing because I have an oral exam in Arabic tomorrow morning at 8.30, but I put the pieces together as I'm like planning a little bit more and I said to myself, oh, you have an exam at 10 tomorrow, but it's online. Why not reach out to the professor and see if you can do it a little bit early? I also wanted to reach out to him because I am very inspired by him around the topic of speaking, articulation. I really like him as a teacher, but the class itself is not rigorous and I don't have questions to ask him. So it was a perfect little guide to basically be like, hey, do you think I could do the test a little bit earlier? Also, whoa, I don't know what the fuck that knock was. I'm a little scared now. Am I talking loud? (gasps) I'm scared. I thought it was someone at my door. Okay, sorry guys, that scared me. Anyway, I was saying that I also wanted to meet with him in general anyway, so it was great. I got to ask him if I could take the test today, Thursday, so I didn't need to take it tomorrow at 10, and then I would be able to start work earlier, therefore end earlier, and now I'm done with all my stuff at 3 opposed to 6.30. Am I skipping a class to get my work hours in? Yes. Have I skipped that class yet? no and i don't really need to be there i realized so i would rather just get those five hours done earlier basically like mastermind my entire life and yeah i'll be able to 
come back here, do the final packing and anything, get anything done that I need to before spring break and bada bang, bada boom, I'm with my friends and I'm so excited to see them. And so anyway, after I emailed my professor, figured out my entire day and, you know, I got in touch with my work, told them what I was going to do tomorrow and all that stuff. I'm so, first off, like, I got so lucky with my job. Like, I'm not going to get into it, but like, wow, like, it is so easy to figure stuff out like this, which is not common in a lot of jobs, especially ones that I've had, like restaurant industry and all that shit. But I was basically just doing a lot of thinking about how my anthropology professor articulates himself and how I look up to that. And also he is great at leading discussion too. And I just, I actually am very inspired by that. So I kind of started journaling in my notes, which I do very often. And I kind of started thinking about how important words are to me and I've done a lot of talking with a lot of different people about this recently. Auntie Nikki, she sent me this um, TikTok, which was awesome and I really liked it. It was a good message. It was about like one of the main points, not the entire thing obviously, but one of the main points and a really good example for me because I always say like, bitch, I'm dead. Like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. And it was just talking about even stupid shit like that, changing the way you say things and frame things and speaking things into the universe can change everything. You know, how we speak has so much influence in how our life pans out and how we see things and perspective because I have noticed this now more than ever, but perspective truly is everything. I mean, I look back at like hard times in my life or things that I've gone through and with this like optimistic perspective that I hold very close to me and I work so hard to obtain, I really do think about how perspective could have led me through that and how perhaps I'm going to move forward with an optimistic perspective and the way I speak is going to have so much to do with that. The way I reflect and am able to frame things and just perceive them is going to change everything and so basically this podcast is basically basically has already been huge for another step into putting more focus into what I say how I say them you know listening more because I did like research for this this is no joke because you'll see at the end but I I kind of well I'll save that part for the end but basically this is not only going to be good to hear because obviously this is an important phenomenon and everyone should be working on it in some way or another at least implicitly and this shit's good to hear i mean like consuming positive media and positive messages are is fucking good and i think that putting more intention into how you speak can not only help you and put what you want into the universe but also help people and as, as long as kind words and kind intentions are backed by your words you know what I mean like for the most part obviously we're all human and we fucking say shit we don't mean all the time but I think that it's just good to consume this shit and put in the back of your head that's all that I ever want to do with this podcast you know even when I was talking about the gossip one and at the end I was like guys I'm human hello like everyone does it we all have coping mechanisms that we use and that's just a part of being a human being a hypocrite um using coping mechanisms i mean shit no one's perfect so this podcast i clearly this is just the beginning of this you know goal of mine but this podcast is 
absolutely just like a framework for myself and perhaps you if you have a goal like mine to shape the future that we want the first note that i kind of wrote down is there's no perfect way to get across what you're saying or what your intention was behind what you said so it appeals to every single person in a perfect way for them and so i've been doing a lot of thinking about this because obviously the podcast that i put out about like food relationship with food all that stuff i got different feedback and everyone took out different things and obviously i got a lot of good feedback but obviously it was a lot of talking about that shit and that was my intention i wanted to start talking about shit more that needs to be talked about and it was like an awesome step for me because i got to talk about it more in a positive optimistic way and again what you speak goes into the universe right it goes into your brain that shit it infiltrates you whether you think it does or not it does you know so i did a lot of talking about that stuff and everyone got something different and i found myself getting really upset that like one person did not get something that i wanted them to get out of the podcast and i realized that the way i talk about shit and the way that i deal with shit and the way i heal with shit and again bringing it back to and how i talked about it on my podcast was me speaking from the heart being authentic getting out what i felt helped me get through what i did and that's all i can do in life i cannot and you cannot control how people decide to perceive what you have to say and as long as you're speaking from the heart and you have good intentions behind what you say it is so important to be able to also embrace how other people see things because they do have good shit to say and i love getting feedback and i love talking to people about my podcast and how they interpreted it and it broke me for some reason to not some reason i know now but you know it broke me to hear someone get something out of what i had to say that wasn't how i wanted it and that's not fair to them right and that's also not fair to you because you're not accepting that there's no perfect way to speak or articulate you know moving forward with this idea is there a perfect way to speak you know I did a lot of thinking about this when I was creating this podcast because I kind of speak different with everyone, right? I speak different to my teachers, my professors, my friends, my family. I don't know, like you could call it code switching. I don't know what you want to call it, but it made me think about like, is there a way that Kaylee speaks? Like, It's going to be a podcast with just me. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm talking to a microphone who's going to reach my friends, my families, who fucking knows, it could reach my professors, I have to go in with that intention, and it's so hard to, for the first time in my life, have to kind of appeal to everyone, you know, I don't swear that much in front of my parents, I never swear in front of my professors, I swear and talk in a slang, more dumbed down way to my friends because that's just how we communicate we communicate with like stupid sayings you know and it really had me thinking about is there like a perfect way to speak because in english classes we're taught to kind of write 
and implicitly like speak I feel like personally I like to write how I how I would talk I like when people can read my stuff and say oh I could hear your voice in that that's my favorite way of writing but I do think that there is value in this principle that you should kind of write and talk with somewhat of a formality to it so it's a little hard growing up to gauge if there's a perfect way to speak is there a perfect way to write because also something that pissed me off in english classes is that i would feel like i kind of got the gist right and then i would go into another english class and the teacher wouldn't like my style of writing and i'm like what the fuck does that mean you know what i mean and sometimes i would just take the l and be like i like how i sound in this i like that it showcases my style of writing and i'm okay with getting a bad grade but as someone who obviously you want to get a good grade you have to code switch so it's so hard now again kind of going back to what i was talking before you're constantly being taught and told how to speak where you can say what what you can say what you can't say but now kind of having this guiding principle that what you say reflects your perception and people's perception of you, etc., kind of makes things mean a little bit more and helps me at least shape the way that I want to speak. So in this podcast, I swear because I want this to be casual and I'm not going to pretend like I don't swear because I do. Like, again, I'm human. And also, it's just not that deep. Like, we create meaning to words if... I don't know, I'm not, like, cussing any of you out, right? (laughs) Like, I would never swear at my parent, you know? I swear with my parents at this point in my life. I'm 19 years old now, whoa. But I don't know. I feel like you build your moral principles and your idea of morality also funnels into the way you speak. So with swear words, for example, my philosophy is that it's just really not that deep. I don't think that me saying shit in a sentence talking to my parent about something is a big deal. If I said, you're a piece of shit, that's a big deal. And again, everyone has their own moral code, but to me, this is a huge part of placing intention in how I speak. So these are some thoughts. I don't know if maybe this will get you thinking about speaking a little bit more Do you think that there's a right way to speak and how, I don't know, society wants you to versus how you do? It's a, I don't know, it's good to ponder and perhaps you can start thinking about why we use popular phrases like, I'm dead or I'm crying, that's so funny. And these are popular terms that are used by a lot of people. So if that's society's standard and what is being put out in social media, is there an intention behind these popularized words? Is it just a lack of care by general society about how we speak and what we put into the universe? Like, there's so many layers to it, but these are all just things to think about. And again, just to preface this, you don't have to agree with everything I say today because I'm kind of creating this in a way of like a personal journal in a sense. And obviously my thoughts and ideas are ever-changing and I'm probably gonna 
miss something that I is important to me in this podcast. But again, I'm trying my best. I'm human. And it's just so funny to see how what I chose to be important to talk about in this podcast and perhaps what someone else would write in their journal about this and what's important to them when it comes to speaking and all that stuff. I kind of mentioned this before, but you become better at articulating your thoughts when you speak from the heart, which I've realized recently. Also, even recording this podcast, uh, just actually, this is a great example. I write down notes for myself because if I don't, you guys would be getting a really scary, crazy podcast. Like last week, I didn't write notes for myself and I just talked for, I thought it was going to be a 30 minute podcast because I was just updating you on life and telling you about makeup, but it ended up being an hour and 18 minutes because I didn't have any guide. So I do need notes, but also the tangents that I kind of go on are from the heart and it's way easier for me to get the ball rolling with an idea and then articulate my thoughts from there and I think that's also how I work in like an academic setting and or discussion-based setting because where thinking about what you say before you say it is super super important it's really hard in a setting like that because you feel this like competition factor who can get the first word and you know who's gonna say it first and have the most impressive idea on the top tip of their tongue you know and especially I'm thinking in politics particularly like the debates when you watch them or just any any debate in general it's who's the most witty you know who can do this who can do that and that kind of also shapes the way that you see speaking and communicating because that's a huge part of society you know politics debate in any sense I guess not just politics but just general debate there's definitely a societal pull and scrutiny for people who don't articulate their thoughts as good as the other person. And in politics especially, sorry, just for me, it's just like an easy thing to compare to. But in politics, you know, people are undermined because perhaps they're not as good in the debate setting or whatever. And as much as it is important to know your shit right off the top of your head everyone is human and we need to perhaps stop scrutinizing people for not having known the best thing to say the best thing that appeals to everyone in a matter of five seconds because in politics in particularly like certain clips get taken out of context and responses perhaps don't appeal to both sides maybe they're not unbiased we're biased you know and if you have five seconds to gather your thoughts on with the facts with then your analysis and what you're actually fighting for portion it's so hard and there's no way to appeal to everyone and so just on a general discussion context we just have to work on figuring out what authenticity is and kind of move away from the idea that it's exactly what's going through your brain as soon as you hear something and you you want to respond to it. Because for me, obviously I want to respond to things in a witty, timely manner because that's what people love. People love to see that because it is boss. 
when you already know what you're gonna say and you just but also like are you even thinking about what the person said to you first is it that boss like obviously it's situational but now that we're kind of on this topic I mean you can have your notes you can have all your facts set straight but in a lot of conversational settings you can anticipate what the person is saying and I think it's a little bit more admirable to have your thoughts have your facts but also be able to digest what someone is saying and what's important to them and then cater your response from there and sometimes that takes a fucking second again we're human we're biased we need to perhaps define authenticity because to some people authenticity is just saying what's on their mind right but for me the more I've gotten older and the more I've kind of I've personally kind of veered away from that again just because when I was younger I was so unfiltered and I would say whatever the fuck I wanted to say and like it did get me in trouble and I did realize that that's just not who I am at the core. I'm a very empathetic person and I care a lot about other people and as much as I want to speak my thoughts and be authentic, to me, I had to redefine authenticity and realize that to me, it's being able to recognize my thoughts, filter them accordingly, and then articulate and have purposed to whatever my response is in a conversational setting or perhaps, I don't know, something I'm saying on social media or anything. That's like what being authentic is to me because I do want to put thought into what others have to say and I want to listen more before I respond and that's kind of been my journey. I don't know and I also really liked my teacher the other day had us do like a free write and it was really fun for me because this is my theory and talking about like morals authenticity all this stuff has absolutely like shifted over the years and as much as it's a good thing it can also be a blessing and a curse because I have put a lot of focus in the way I speak and you do a lot more thinking about who you're talking to, what they want to hear, what they don't want to hear, and it gets overwhelming because you do a lot of thinking about other people, which is a great thing. Again, I'm a very empathetic person at the core, but before, I was kind of rejecting that part of myself, but not because I wasn't an empathetic person. I'm still the same girl that I was in middle school. I've always cared about people but that doesn't always necessarily mean that I've skipped the stage of my life where I'm a stupid middle school girl that decides that she just wants to say whatever the fuck is on her mind you know what I mean like whatever but it may not seem like a bad thing but when you're trying to stay authentic in the sense that I have defined authenticity for me it's hard when you bring like other factors in and it can again just be very overwhelming and I'm not saying that this is how it should be in all situations because I feel like everyone has their people where they can just say whatever the fuck they want to say and just kind of like free write IRL right but you're not always going to be comfortable 
and you're not always going to be in a comfortable situation where you're with people that you want to talk freely with and you're ready to have like open conversations because that includes a lot of vulnerability and I'll get to that point after but you're not always going to be in a situation where you one really want to share the thoughts that you take so much time to cater to the person because you're again building empathy with thinking more about how you speak and listening to their thoughts and engaging them in the conversation which it sounds weird when you think about that right because you're like well I'm having a conversation Kaylee you're obviously engaging but you're really not if you're not listening to what they say and you're not responding in a manner or perhaps even asking them do you want the truth do you want me to answer authentically do you just want to rant right now like what do you want out of this conversation what do you want right it's a lot of what can I do for you which again is a blessing and a curse but as someone who cares a lot about what other people do say think I don't I don't ever want to hurt anyone with what I have to say but before I kind of grasped this concept of how much words mean I was not doing that really and as much as I obviously cared about people I care about shit I care about human rights I'm I'm empathetic at the core but I wasn't necessarily activating that and adding that to my daily life right which is the most important part of empathy (laughs) and so with this conversation about defining what authenticity means to me maybe authenticity isn't what your goal is when you're speaking maybe your goal is to speak with conviction speak with purpose define words and how they serve you define uh purpose define conviction you know define whatever figure out what's important to you and cater what you're gonna say with that you know authenticity is gonna mean something else to you speaking with conviction is gonna mean something else to you and especially a word like purpose purpose is so subjective if you want to speak with purpose what is your purpose and make that abundantly clear in how you say things and for me I kind of just explained how defining authenticity helped me gauge a little bit how I was going to move forward with my plan and goal to listen more, speak less, because I said to myself, what is important and perhaps like what do I have a little bit of a moral struggle with when it comes to speaking and authenticity came to my mind first because you want to be authentic you want to speak your mind but sometimes what you have to say is not what they want to hear sometimes what you have to say is not favored by society right like you have a lot of factors that come into it what is authenticity to you so that's just one example but for me i think that's going to be my first step to moving forward and kind of shaping how i move forward with my goal so I don't know if that's what you want to do, but that's one thing that I'm doing. And this new thought process slash goal activation work of mine that I've been doing has put a new focus on a lot of things. One being, who deserves my vulnerability? If I'm putting such a large focus on speaking from the heart, obviously, I'm going to put more thought into who gets to hear this shit, right? Because if I'm putting so much time into 
conversating with you, which it, it might not look like it from the outside, but if I'm kind of taking my time and I have done all this work to move forward with a focus on what I have to say, I'm going to give that to people I care about. I have, I am worthy and what I have to say is more than worthy. So if I can gather from your energy that you do not have pure intentions with what I have to say or you don't actually want to hear what I have to say and you're not listening to me, I'm not going to talk to you. And also, if you're showing me that you don't care about me through actions and your words are saying otherwise, again, you're not listening to me and I'm not going to listen to you but not because I don't want to. I want to help everyone. I want to conversate with every everyone. But if you're not going to give me the time of day, that's when you have to take a step back and realize if you're putting more empathy in what you say, in your actions, what you do, how you speak to people, how you listen to people, right? You also do need to protect yourself because putting so much power into your words is worth more than you know and people who don't deserve that people who don't treat you right people who are not willing to understand how much work this takes do not deserve you and do not deserve your vulnerability and do not deserve to hear you speaking from the heart so it really does make you evaluate why are you spending so much time on them are you trying to salvage something that perhaps is not salvageable? Is it salvageable? Like, in, in a relationship sense, I also got really lucky and I have wonderful friends. But I'm trying to put myself in, like, a, I don't know, friend position. If I'm assuming that a lot of people are thinking about, like, friends or perhaps, like, romantic relationships or something. It's really hard to move forward in a journey like this. When it's literally about speaking, it sounds like, I don't know, I feel like this is a hard thing to work through because speaking is something you do so often, so it can be so hard when you're not perhaps like following through with your journey to putting more intention and thought into what you say and how you say it. So you might find yourself being hard on yourself and also maybe hard on others. Starting with the kind of talk about being hard on yourself in this sense, for me, that's the part I have most trouble with is because, again, when you're a very empathetic person mixed with trying to achieve these goals of yours that are rooted in empathy for other people, right? And obviously, empathy for yourself. But again, you probably noticed this. I've, I've gotten, I've been so wrapped up in how your words affect others because that's just that's that's what I think about that's all I think about really and I forget that I also need to focus on this because how I speak to myself is important how what I say and what I put out there goes back to me right like there's also that intention but this mindset the over empathetic mindset leads me to getting so upset with myself when I'm not speaking from my heart and I'm 
being inauthentic and I'm not putting intention behind my words and I find myself in a setting where I can't articulate my words the way I want to and I can't articulate my thoughts and I feel stupid and it's at this cycle where that I'm constantly struggling with. With that said, I'm not gonna lie. When you start doing this work, you also start realizing very quickly who isn't and not trying to sound like an asshole but it makes you realize especially like in a class setting and I'm a very expressive person again I am not the best at articulating my thoughts and I want to get better at it right but when you put so much work into it this goes with any type of healing right you want to project that on others because it's like annoying that you're doing so much and something that's so important to you isn't important to others maybe like I'm just trying to I don't know kind of conceptualize why we would do this as humans I don't think I'm alone in this but like sometimes I'll be in class and someone will be like saying something and I'm like what was your intention behind that and that is a very like thought that I keep in the very back of my head but I'm not gonna pretend like it's not there right because again I'm a I'm a human and I have thoughts and I can recognize them and even though that that is judgmental and fucked and I shouldn't be thinking that it's hard to proceed without thinking that stuff (laughs) and it sucks but I can fully recognize and look at this whole situation and evaluate that I noticed this because I'm hyper aware of how I speak, right? And this is an insecurity of mine that I'm trying to solve. And this is a goal of mine that I'm trying to work towards. I should I should put it. That's a way better way of putting it. That right there was an example of me catching myself rewording something because I felt like it fit my purpose better. I don't know if you caught that or whatever, but that was me consciously recognizing how I speak. But with that said, once you become conscious of this and maybe you want to, maybe you don't, maybe you just maybe you just want to listen to what I'm doing, right? Because I don't know, maybe you care about me. But just if you end up finding yourself in the same boat where you're thinking a lot about other people, maybe, or whatever, you're having a hard time just figuring out who deserves your vulnerability and how to kind of deal with that, Just remember, as someone who works to understand this kind of draining portion of being empathetic, I just want to drill this reminder in your head that it a lot of this thought process is balanced by understanding the first thing that I started this podcast talking about, accepting that not everything I say is going to serve everybody in the way I want. I recognize that I can speak authentically and from my heart, and I don't need to carry the burden of having the idea that it has to influence everybody positively, right? I'm also allowed to speak my truth and my heart, and I strive to achieve that balance. Balance is everything, right? And with all the words that I've said I also can recognize that I'm extremely biased, right? And I want you to gather that I am 
trying to achieve this balance, right? But even in the way that I talked in this podcast, I caught myself talking so much about other people and how I am catering what I say to build empathy to other people and give them and make sure that I'm serving them, right? That's which it is it is good to be able to do that. I'm not saying that's not. But it is also important to recognize that what you have to say is important and the right people will recognize and appreciate everything you have to say, the good, the bad, whatever is bottled up in the back of your brain, you will find your people to appreciate that. And that's what finding friends and finding people who serve you and figuring out who doesn't serve you, this is, this is all part of life. On another note, I kind of wanted to, before I get into like my final little spiel, I kind of wanted to mention that I'm feeling insecure about the way that I spoke in this podcast because I feel like it shows you guys the weakest points of me. And a really weak point of me and something that I struggle with all the time is not like taking care of myself and my own emotions and I carry the burden of other people's energies and emotions very often. It's something that's very hard for me. And with that, like I kind of mentioned, when I was younger, I was like a little bit of an asshole. Like I was very unfiltered and I pretended like I didn't care what people thought about me. But again, everything is a projection and I know and I am painfully aware now of how much focus I put on other people and how much I neglect my own emotions for other people. So taking and reflecting on a lot of my life, I am realizing that for me, empathy can sometimes be a weakness. And I know that it's a good trait to be a weakness and we need more empathy in the world But at the same time, I do need to take care of myself. And like, I think about that younger version of me kind of like projecting a more like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me and I don't care what I say. You know what I mean? I think about that and now I'm reflecting my life now and how now I'm older and I have such a hard time creating boundaries and understanding that there is like a perfect balance out there somewhere. Not perfect. A better balance out there somewhere that can help me embrace my empathy and want to help other people but also be able to take care of my emotions and take care of how I feel and find people that care about how I feel and appreciate and tell me that they care about how I feel and yeah I kind of just want to put that out there too because I think that's a really important message because you're listening to me talk about how I want to put more power in my words, right? But you're hearing this from a very, very, very biased perspective and someone who kind of always has a hard time with balancing that like how to be selfish a little bit. But with that said, I totally know how to use my weaknesses as superpowers, right? So as much as being very empathetic does weigh on me sometimes, 
I also love that part of myself more than anything. I love loving people. I love loving people. And that's something that's super important to me. And so, again, this isn't like a sad thing, but I did want to tell you guys, like, I recognize that I am speaking from a perspective of someone who thinks a lot about others, right? But something that I need to say for myself to speak it into the universe and speak it to beautiful people that I love and who are listening to this is that you need to also take care of yourself. And so to wrap this up real quick, which probably not going to be real quick knowing me, but the last two podcasts have been so fucking long that I need to actually be concise and short about this. (laughs) But I kind of mentioned this before, but being noble and moral with your word, this is something I kind of wanted to wrap it up in, is something that's super important because your morality reflects how you speak and your opinions and your thoughts, right? And I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit that reading that I was telling you guys about in my last podcast. If you didn't watch the last podcast, I don't blame you. It was just ranty and gabby and whatever, nothing important. But basically, I was talking about how I wrote a paper about how morals and religion are tied together. And morality has a huge impact on the words we say, how we say them, how we perceive words, how we define words, things we associate with words. A lot of how we speak and what we say and the connotation behind them has to do with like core principles that you withhold in your heart, right? And so I wrote, I guess you could say like, like my thesis, right? My purpose with the discussion post that I wrote was that people need to define morality themselves and disassociate the idea of religion being the only way to live a moral life. But I can absolutely recognize that religion is ingrained in society and used by a lot of people and it undoubtedly connects people and could connect people with this topic. So I went ahead and I did some research and I'm going to bring up a few different religions and how their core principles lie in speaking wisely and have that importance behind them because something that I've realized while I'm doing theology is that even though there's a lot of issues that I have with religion, organized religion in particular, I think to move forward a huge way that we can move forward and disassociate morality with religion and kind of accept the idea that not everyone's gonna live their lives with a specific organized religion and that's okay to kind of get to that point why don't we evaluate the interconnectedness between all the different religions and all the different thought processes because what you just got was a totally authentic conversation from me who does not necessarily follow a specific religious doctrine and kind of views spirituality as an individual thing right and I define morality as a lot of different things. I don't define it with a specific Bible, Torah, Quran, I don't know. Like, that's not what I do, right? But I know that these principles in listening to others and speaking wisely are ingrained in 
each and every religion, popular religion that dominates a majority of society, I should say. I'm, I have, in my mind, I'm going to give you guys examples with Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism. Those are the just, just, I'm just giving you guys a few examples to maybe connect with you and help you understand that this is a universal thing that a lot of different people coming from different back backgrounds value. So I don't know. With that said, I kind of just wanted to utilize the power of religion because I do understand how it is tied with morality and it's just ingrained systemically and implicitly in our brains, even those aka me who I don't follow a specific specific religion, but in my brain, it is implicitly alluded to that morality and religion are tied. And it comes with a lot of, like, shame because, I mean, we don't really need to get into this, but, like, though I, though I want to move forward and disband those two thought processes to apart, right? And I think it would be important to moving forward in society, instead of maybe being mad at religion or being mad at myself for not following it i'm gonna utilize its power because i think that's fucking awesome and this is like exactly what i was talking about in my little discussion post so i wanted to activate that like activate my thoughts and i want to tell you guys that in buddhism in the noble eightfold path the third step on there is right speech which is basically like no lying don't be rude don't tell one person what another says about him that can harm their relationship um no gossip you know be truthful kind helpful i would say that that concept promotes exactly what i wanted to get across today being truthful kind helpful you know understanding the way we see ourselves in a sense of communicating all of this is going to promote harmony, unity, talking from the heart, everything I said today. So I think that with that said, a huge part in interconnectedness, promoting unity, all of the stuff that I just talked about, it's so sick that now I can go into looking at Christianity and I can say, oh yeah, Christianity also says something like that. The way of a fool is a right in his own eyes, but who heeds counsel is wise. That kind of rhymes. I kind of love that. So you can see how in Christianity, they're basically saying, if you cannot reflect on what you say and you think you're always right and you don't want to listen to people and you're not promoting listening and you think being right is the way to a moral life, then you're a fool. And people who think about what they say and can reflect and can realize that sometimes you're not always right that's what being wise is right that all promotes understanding again like harmony unity and puts this importance on what you're saying means so much right in this weird roundabout way right and then in islam i would pull out my arabic but Bitch, I don't think anyone wants to hear that. I'm trying to learn this text, and it's not going too well. To be honest, I don't have the time to um, learn how to fluently say this for you guys. But 
listen, I got the English translation, so we're good. But in Islam, they say an ear that is good for you in this, like, longer verse. But that's basically just saying, like, dude, evaluate how important listening is. This is building love, harmony, you know, it wants us to start listening attentively to other people and not just appreciate what you have to say, but also appreciate the fact that lending an ear is good. Being able to be a good listener is just as good as being able to articulate your thoughts, if not more important. An ear that is good for you. And again, like, I'm just like, I'm. these are very, like, simple little things, right, that I'm picking out, but whatever. And also, I wanted to mention that, like, in Arabic, like, we're speaking about the Quran, the words that they have, like, my, my professor always says, he's like, there are 600 ways to say I love you, you know? And it's so funny that in English, we, like, say I love you, but we mean, like, I hate you sometimes. Like, it was, it's, it's more funny when he says it, but... He's like, in Arabic, there are 600 ways to say words, right? And again, don't have time to get into it, but maybe think about what language means to you. And perhaps like in another language, there's a word that encapsulates your feeling more. And it's just a cool thing to think about. So whatever, I'm going to get off that tangent. But And lastly, just like to tie in another religion in Judaism, I actually reached out to rabbi lieberman who is the rabbi at the synagogue that my mom goes to and i did only reach out to him yesterday but i didn't need to record this podcast because i didn't have a lot of time i did want to wait till he responded but maybe we'll start with what he wanted to say next week because i think that could be cool um but i read online this it was a really good article but i thought that this piece was important to like touch on It said, Judaism is a religion of listening, not seeing. And how it talks about how listening is a sacred task. And the most famous command in Judaism basically translates in English to listen Israel. And there's a lot of like information online about that when I looked up like kind of what I was talking about today and then its implementation in Judaism. But, and a lot of it did say, um, and talk and focus on the command that was listen Israel and I thought that was awesome and cool and it was so interesting to look at this stuff and take the four religions that I've kind of been introduced to more than anything else I would say and again like I I say I I I would put myself at a neutral stance in the sense that I'm not religious, and I'm coming at this with the intention of promoting interconnectedness with something in society that I know is important to people. But with that said, I touched on four religions. There are so many, and I by no means know everything about religion. I touched on the four religions that I have a very surface-level understanding of, and that comes from a very westernized way of learning and those are kind of the ones that I've again opened my eyes to a little bit and I've seen like in my day-to-day life but I also wanted to say real quick as much as I think that I'm unbiased in the sense that I'm 
kind of coming at this with a view of interconnectedness, like I said, I do also know that I am very biased in the sense that I'm only touching on a few religions. But the the core principle and the reason that I even like touched on this is because I wanted to activate my thoughts and I wanted to see how I could connect this into my everyday life. And this podcast is a way for me to just talk about what I want to talk about. And this week, I felt like talking about listening and talking and how that ties in with authenticity, morality, all that shit. And I just thought that this little tangent about how no matter who you are, what you follow, what you do with your life, and how you define morality, even if it's the principles of morality being intertwined with religion are a little bit skewed, right? But if I want to move forward and I kind of want to like approach this conversation, right? I think I, my goal purpose in kind of talking about this is that I want to approach this in a way that unifies people and principally helps people understand that we're all just humans trying to live life in the way that we think is best, right? And so understanding that you have more similarities in morale, doctor, whatever, whatever it is, right? Just understanding you have more similarities with people can promote empathy, you know? And it can promote healthy conversation. And I think it's cool as shit that I could have just told you something that maybe you don't know about how someone else lives their life because you've had a kind of more closed off point of view when it comes to how other people define morality, which maybe has stunted you in the way that you connect with people in conversation. Because being a well-rounded person comes with understanding other people. And religion was the way that I decided to kind of go about this because one, I, again, had just written and had done a lot of thinking about morality and religion because I'm taking a theology class right now. But also, I understand that religion does impact society. Whether I like it or not, that doesn't fucking matter in this conversation. All that matters is I think that this is kind of a cool way that we can, that I am taking a positive outlook and deciding how I want to perceive things. And I'm going to go about this conversation with the intention of an optimistic outlook for the future and how we see each other as humans. With that said, I hope that you guys understood what I was trying to do here. (laughs) I don't know if this little tangent just made sense in my brain and it sounds a little silly out loud. That's how I'm feeling right now. (laughs) But I'm okay with feeling a little silly because either way, I worked towards making this connection. And in a way, moving forward with this thought, which in my brain is that The principal thought that prompted all of this is religion is ingrained with morality and in my heart and in my brain and how I think in my opinion is that that's harmful, right? And obviously I didn't get into that because that's not the point of that, but 
I want to be able to utilize these thoughts, right? These ways that I want to make change. And I want to be able to find a positive way to move forward with that change. And if my goal is to kind of bring a conversation up about how perhaps that correlation between religion and morality is harmful to people and how we connect with others, why not use religion's superpower, which is influence and I guess just power in society today in the way that it can connect people and the potential it has to connect people, right? Harness that power and use it to show people that the first fucking step is realizing we're all humans. So that's kind of like where my thought process was at. And I think that the more we're able to recognize humility in people and appreciate their flaws and appreciate their lack of being able to articulate their thoughts because it's beautiful that we're human and we critically think and it takes a while to get those thoughts all bundled up and just learn to appreciate that and accept people and not prejudge. I think that that is something that's really important. And on that note, that was a lot of thoughts. And that was also low-key an exercise for me to exercise a little bit of the critical thinking out loud that I write in class. So that was kind of cool. But I don't know. I hope that someone got something out of this. And I hope that someone sees the connection that I was trying to make and bridge. And I don't know. I think I think this is cool. And I like today's podcast because I thought it was an interesting way to connect all these ideas. And also, I apologize if I am a little choppy in this podcast. Uh, As you can imagine, you're probably listening, having a brain aneurysm at the amount of thoughts that were presented to you right now. It was very hard for me to get them into words. (laughs) So uh, it's a beautiful thing because that means I'm thinking a lot about them, but at the same time, I did have to stop and think a lot to make sure that I was articulating my words the way I thought. Anyway, I love you guys so much. I want you to kill this week. It's only Monday. If you've had a not productive Sunday or Monday, who fucking cares? You have the rest of the week ahead of you. Remember, you're human. Everyone gets lazy sometimes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody says shit that they don't mean. We're all human. We're all just trying to live. And if no one has told you today, I'm proud of you. You are amazing. You're gorgeous, beautiful. Your soul is beautiful. You're intelligent and you're awesome. And give yourself grace because you deserve it. Okay, now I will free you from my voice. I love you very much and I'll see you guys next week.